let's not be in this just for the money or let's just not be in this for the doors or let's just not be in this for the kudos, you know, let's really work on attaching a greater meaning to it because it's easier to work like physically and emotionally easier to work when you have a greater meaning, a greater purpose to what you're doing. It's time for the creative real estate podcast, your source for out of the box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the creative real estate podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason J. Lou Lewis. And I'm excited today to talk about uh, kind of big picture stuff, just why you maybe were brought to the multifamily syndication, why you were brought to investing in real estate in general, more of the kind of the happiness and, and karma behind it. So today we have really cool last name. I'm going to hope to say it right. I practiced. Let's see. So Paul Montalongo. You got it, brother. Montalongo. You got Montelongo. it. Montalongo. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, where, where's, uh, where's the last name come from? That's unique. I like it. Uh, Spain by way of Northern Italy. Okay. Actually, it depends on who's asking. If, you're, if, you, uh, you, know, if you owe me rent, then it's Northern Italian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. And then, then you, yeah, then yeah, Northern Italy. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, what, why we are coming on today is it, you're, you're a multifamily expert, but you're not wanting to really dive into that. You're kind of wanting to dive into just the overall bigger picture, kind of that you might not have karmically been attracted to uh, multifamily syndications investing, but maybe that's because your skill set brought you to that because you're really great at it. So, but there's a little more to it than that. So, I'd love for you to kind of dive in and just. Tell us kind of your thoughts and what you've learned from all the people you've worked with in the real estate community and being a mastermind uh, coach over sure. the years. Yeah, sure. No, thanks for having me. So I, my first deal I did when I was 17 years old. So, you know, that's a couple of years ago. And most of, the, most of my career, I did single family, what was in the single family world, flips, you know, cash flow, wholesale, those kinds of things. About seven years ago, I discovered or someone introduced to me multifamily apartments and it just made sense to me. It's like lots of, lots of rents as opposed to one rent many times over. So it just, it made sense, you know, and it was, it was a natural progression. And I, and I found that I've discovered that that seems to be a natural progression for a lot of investors. I mean, owners, operators, okay. Not passive, but just owners, operators. It seems to be a natural progression. You were, you were in the single family for a long time and, and, and it led, you know, it led me to, to uh, to this to this space and and I'd owned many businesses and and been done quite well in the business world and it just seemed like everything every, everything just cumulatively built to okay here's how to take all of that experience and apply it to this world we call multifamily apartment investing and you know so far it's worked out well and it's just been an accumulation of business experience. You know, the first deal I got into, I got into it because someone asked me to bring my business acumen to the deal to help them get a loan (laughs) because the lender was asking for experience. And so that introduced me into the world and, and uh, multifamily and and here I am. Yeah. Right. And then bigger picture, kind of that overall big why that you're seeing that people get into 
uh, real estate that overall uh, have the most happiness and long term right. in right. in the sector of, of the different people right. you've been connected with over the years? No, that's that's a great question. So I, I'll tell you what it's not, and then we'll back into it, right? So it's not about money. Like I, so when, in all of my businesses, and I shouldn't say in all of them, but in the businesses in the la, in the last part of my of half of my life, you know, uh, I I've wanted to give or I've wanted to give more meaning to the businesses that I was in, and the businesses that I created, and as I continue to move through life, I see that it's more important for me as a person, me personally, to attach a greater meaning to doing something than just doing it for money. Because, I mean, if you have a halfway decent mindset, the money's going to come, okay? And, and regardless what area you pick it, you're, gonna, you're not going to starve. So it's like, how do you give it a bigger picture, a bigger meaning? And so for me, it seemed to match up with my desire to really create a legacy to leave something behind for people to pay attention to, to make an imprint, you know, on the world. And so now that I have communities and that, I, that, I, that our assets are in and, you know, care for those communities and, and, you know, team members and investors and family members, it just, it just seems to have grown out and been satisfying in that desire and that in, in that area. And that's one of the things that I, you know, that I like to share with people that I mentor. And that is, let's not be in this just for the money, or let's just not be in this for the doors, or let's just not be in this for the kudos, you know, let's really work on attaching a greater meaning to it. Because it's easier to work, like physically and emotionally easier to work when you have a greater meaning, a greater purpose to what you're doing, regardless of what area of, of you know, business that you operate in. I mean, you could be, you know, you could be a, sh- a, a shoe salesman, right? Or you could be anything, right? If you've got a greater purpose and meaning to it, and it encompasses everything in your life, to me, I've discovered that it's just, it's more effortless. There's less effort there. And then, so that's, that's what I really like to share. And, and, uh, the education, you know, the, the how to's, those will come like somebody will teach you how to evaluate a property. Somebody will teach you how to buy one, but the greater picture keeps, keeps you alive. Yeah. What, what are some specific ways that you have seen, people figure that out, you know, and figure out kind of their, their purpose behind it or a little more the the karma style. Yeah, no, that's a great question because I, I sadly, but gladly, I find that a lot of people really have not identified like their purpose. And, you know, by purpose, I don't mean that you were designed to be a pediatrician or I don't mean you were designed to be a landscaper, right? That's the vehicle that you're using to live your purpose. So when, when I work with people or when people, you know, ask me for my advice, yeah, I try to get them to, okay, let's find out why you're doing what you're really doing. Like how much energy does it take for you to do what you're doing? If it feels effortless, like genuinely effortless, and if it feels like you're not really expending a lot of energy, you're probably on the right track. So then let's back up a step and let's find out how, how did your mind work to get you into that, into that mode? It, how did your mind work to get you into that effortless mode? And then if we can tap into how your mind worked to get into that effortless mode, guess what? 
it's, it can be reproduced. It can be duplicated. Then you can take that mindset. You can take that thinking, you know, that frame of mind and apply it to most anything that you want, you know, that you, any endeavor that you'd like to pursue. And like technically there's all kinds of little tricks and tips that you can use. You can meditate, you can pray, you can journal, you know, you can, you can, uh, do yoga, you can exercise, you can just, there's all kinds of strategies to put you in a frame of mind or to put you in a physiological place where that, where you can now complement that with your mindset, with the emotional and mental decisions that you make. And that's, that's, that's the blend right there, really. Is it, you have now a holistic approach to what you're doing in the world. And I know it sounds, sometimes it can sound airy-fairy, Right. Sometimes, sometimes it can sound foo foo, but okay. So that aside, and especially for men, I've found right because I work with men. I work. And, I work and a type, lot with men. type A, type A dri- driver men. Yeah, they're like ah, you know, go pull some flowers out in the field, Paul. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but okay. So set that aside for a moment. We're all built from the same, you know, human components, and so we have those you know, we have those elements. And if you don't, then there's usually a reason. There's some, there's some kind of armor that you have. There's some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of historical references that you have in your life that, that I would suggest need to be addressed. And guess what? I find that that also affects how much money you make. It also affects how much happiness you have. If you're letting those, those blocks, those shadows get in your way. Yeah, right. did we did we just like go really deep there? That that's perfect, and I I think that that not only will help you personally as as the real estate investor, broker, or developer, but I think that it'll help the people around you and your tenants and your property managers. And if you are going into the real estate game with three of those, say seven or eight things that you kind of talked about, a person could do. If you're just implementing even maybe even one you're still ahead of the game and the people around you are going to be able to feel that and get motivated and get excited. And, and maybe you rub off on that one guy who just calls it foo-foo, but just sees the success that you're gaining from it and then takes, takes up, say, yoga or planner journaling. And so, yeah, yeah I think it, well, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a win-win for everyone and it takes you, the individual that's the leader of the company or the uh, to implement it. And I think then it can spread. Yeah. And it, you bring an energy with it. So, I mean, you made a good point there about you walk onto a property and, and you bring an energy to the tenants or the residents there, whoever occupies the property, to the employees, to the management, you bring an energy of confidence and you bring an energy of, of peace and you bring an energy of, of non-conflict, right? So, and a lot of things can get resolved and done when you bring that kind of energy to an environment. And like the best compliment you can get is somebody say, I don't know what, what is different about you, but you're kind of a different guy. You know, that's really a, a, the best compliment that you can get, in my opinion, if you're doing your work, if you're doing the work, you know, not just because you're an oddball, but if you're doing the work and it's created an outward presence that is attractive, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good compliment, you know? And, and I just want to say this, like, so I find that the most difficult 
gender to make this happen is the male gender, right? Females, they've got it. They, they understand. They understand the intuition and they understand, you know, they understand the, the, the energy, the balance of energy at a far greater level than most men do. So where, where my career has transpired in an interesting way is working with men at a high level and on, on emotional intelligence. And it's like, so you, you are this successful man. You do this stuff in the world. You make stuff happen. But like, what's your level of happiness? I mean, your real level of happiness. I mean, your real level of happiness. You know, what's your real level of happiness? And how did you get there? And then how can you influence society or your sphere in even a greater way because now you're, you know, you're more of a man. It's actually more manly to be that person, to be that man of presence and and that man of 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 uh, you know that has that inner that positive energy that you bring. And uh, that's one of the cool things that I do. Like work with men on that level. Oh, by the way, they're businessmen. Oh, by the way, they're investors. But when we really start digging in deep, this stuff gets addressed, and then the business and the investing tends to help get help along the way because of the work. And it sounds kind of cliche, you know, you got to do the work, you got to do the work, you got to do where you got to do your work. Well, what is inner work? I don't know what inner work is, right? Yeah. And <laughs> it sounds cliche, but it's, it's, it's real. You have to do it. Yeah. And work, they say on the business side, working on the business is more important than working in the business. Sure. And you're saying what, and I'm, paraphrasing is it essentially like it's as important and more important to work on yourself than just like in your day-to-day just activities so and figuring yeah. out who you are and it, it might be foo-foo but it's powerful yeah and i think oftentimes it requires a threshold event so we hit something in our life we hit a a, a hurdle in our life that is just it crushes us in some way and then we get to rethink everything that we're doing and so and it's unfortunate that we have to hit that threshold event. And at the same time, it's very fortunate if we are mm-hmm. fortunate enough to hit that threshold event and it cause a significant change in the way that we live. I mean, I like to say that we were, you know, that, that we all had perfect environments that we were brought up in and we all have perfect influences and it made us, you know, just perfect people. But the reality is it, it's, it's a privilege to work on ourselves. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. They say that a lot of uh, men who go into the prison system find mm-hmm. a higher being, a higher calling, whether that's religion or whatever that might be. And it's because they say they've, they hit that inflection point. As mm-hmm. you were mentioning, you have to hit that kind of low maybe to then it to realize and then you can grow and want to grow from that point. So, yeah, they're they're sort of forced into self awareness, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, and I and pulling that all back to the real estate that created real estate podcast is I I would love for people that that are in the game now or maybe getting into it to be able to get into the foo foo stuff and build the the big why and the happiness without that low. I saw mm-hmm. 08, 09 happen, and I saw mm-hmm. grown men crying because they were mm-hmm. devastated. I had a gentleman I officed with. Uh, in 2010 to 2012, 13, uh, one of the larger developers here in Denver at the time lost it all. And a few years back, he committed suicide. His identity was attached to 
that development that he lost. That, that is true. That, he did not that, do what you were talking about. It becomes an identity, either or, yes. either way. Yep. Like if your identity is solely wrapped up in, you know, your bank account and your assets and that, that thing you drive and whatever, if that, if that is your, if you allow that to be your identity and then that goes away, you haven't got much left. And suicide is like, it's the most horrible thing that I can think of on a human level. You know, it's the decision to, it's out of desperation, really. It's like, I have nowhere else to turn. And that's the, that, that is the, the relief that a person seeks. And it's, it's just, it's heartbreaking, you know, and, um, I have a really good buddy that works with uh, uh, teen suicide prevention. We talk about this frequently. You know, it's just a heartbreaking thing. But the identity can be changed at any time. You know, the identity can be expanded, and the identity can be uh, transferred into other people in your sphere of influence. And and that's the beautiful thing about it. And it's it, you're never finished. I don't think we're ever finished. It's like literally to the last breath we can be in evolution and transformation and at some point if you really see that as a gift if a person sees that as a gift and that 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 is the life's work then you know it's it's a real gift and people find it in different ways people find it through like you said in the prisons they find it through some religious experience some spiritual experience some awareness of a greater being uh, some find it in you know through through creative, through, through creative outlets saying there's no right or wrong way. It's like, as long as you're aware that you're moving in that direction in a responsible way, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a yeah, really we, good thing. We've had a great run in the real estate sector. Pretty much any sector you're in the last two, three years, if you're in it, you've made money. And in the next year or two, we don't know where it's going to go with what's, you know, currently happening here in second quarter of 2020. So given we don't know if if you can take that initiative to to start working on yourself as a real estate investor or developer so that you have that base for if it doesn't go the way we hope it will in the next year or two that that uh, you're on a much stronger basis uh, than you would have otherwise. Yeah, I I think to put it in a word, we're going to be tested. Yes. Yep. You know, we're going to be tested. And let's let's find out how prepared we are for the test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we're not, then guess what? We got another opportunity in front of us, <laughs> always. Yeah. And, and and you know, I include myself in this, and that just like it is an ongoing thing. One of the things that I, I was going to mention earlier on is that about self awareness is like that's really phase one in whatever work you're in. Uh, if you have discomfort, if you have, uh, you know, if, if you're frustrated, if you're continually angry or worried or fearful or any of those what we call negative emotions, you got to make friends with those emotions because they're there for a reason. And to resist those emotions, you know, if you're if you're working in the multifamily area and you continually run up against problems, people problems, money problems, you know, property problems, you're continually running up against problems. Take that as a signal. That is that is that is a big um, awareness sign that you get to address something and look some look at something even deeper. And it's not that we don't have problems, and it's not that I don't have problems. I mean, we we've all got problems. But do you, the the key is do you understand 
the moment you're having a problem. Okay, this is temporary. This is a sign. This is something for me to look at seriously to see what, um, you know, to see what direction I need to go in. So that, so that I don't have this this severity of an emotion or this depth of this fear in the in the future. I'm using fear as an example, right? So, yeah, I think I think there's going to be some testing. That that'll that'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and to be prepared for it. So yeah, well, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and test you on the final five and see what your answers are to those. This episode of the Creative Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by both you and brought to you by the show itself. And we just wanted to say thank you, Jason. I really appreciate having you as a listener. And we have an ask. We've got a quick ask. If you have uh, been listening to the show for a little while, you love the show, and you haven't taken the time to leave a rating and a review, I just wanted to ask to see if you wouldn't mind uh, going into iTunes and doing a written review as well as a rating. Um, so that's our only ask. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back from break. We have Paul, who's going to jump into the final five. Paul, what's your most creative real estate deal you've done? I was part of a group that bought a marina and RV, and we converted it into a tiny home park on the lake. I'm going to have to ping you after as a uh, cabin resort owner. I I could talk those stories all day long. So yeah, I'll, tiny I'll, home slash glamping park, you know, glamorous camping yeah. and uh, total, total revamp of the property. Yeah, the most, probably the most creative and the most interesting project I've ever had and the one with the most challenges. Uh, for sure. Uh, is that a, there a link or anything that we could throw in maybe the show notes if someone wants to dive into the final results of that or anything? Yeah, I think you, you can go to uh, longcoveresort.com. Awesome. Well, we'll throw yep. that in because I'll, I'll right. be uh, looking into it myself. That's, yep, that's sure. a fun story. Where do you see the real estate market in five years and where do you see yourself at that time? In five years, I think we'll be back to where we were maybe earlier this year or within the last 12 months. I think it'll we'll, we'll uh, cycle through it make it it'll make its adjustment it'll call out the ones that uh that you know aren't aren't real serious about it it'll rise up the ones that are real serious about it so in 5 years i suspect it to be pretty healthy pretty strong and and on the move yeah and myself well let's see by then let's see i will probably be at about uh 5000 doors yeah okay yeah that's a good number yeah. What's a book you like or one you recommend to people? Mm, okay. So I'm a, a voracious reader. I like the, a book that, that stuck in my, stuck, stuck with me for a long time is uh, The Four Desires by Rod Stryker. Uh, I think that's how you say his name, Rod Stryker, Four Desires. So yeah, it's a good book. It's, it's the, the elements of happiness and how to get there. Okay. So more mindset as much as real estate then? Yeah, it's it's a it's a little bit more it, it's a little bit more esoteric, you know, I would say. And uh, as far as real estate goes, I mean, I can apply directly the Think and Grow Rich real estate, the Think and Grow Rich book to real estate. It's about as it's about as biblical as you can get in our world. <laughs> that it is. That it is. Yeah. I actually uh, have, by the way, I actually a, a friend gifted me an original issue of Think and Grow Rich, autographed by Napoleon Hill from 1924. Oh, and I wow. have that in my library. Yeah, so it's a it's a treasure to me. Yeah, uh, is there value to something like that? 
or is that more of just a, uh, there is to me i don't know yeah. if i can resell it yeah, yeah. i don't I, yeah. I i think it says six of 100 okay. so I, he must assign autograph to 100 of them so if All you've right. got one of those 100 i guess there's some value there hey sounds cool either yeah. way <laughs> and one way or your favorite way that you add value and give back to the real estate community I think through the mentoring, like I've been blessed to be coaching and mentoring since the late 90s, 97, 98, and it's just evolved. I mean, I think before coaching was a thing, I happened to be get into it, but I don't really see it as coaching. I just see it as mentoring. The thing that gives me the most, the most, uh, the depth of pleasure is to help young, younger investors, um, help them to, to see that this is not just an overnight game. This is a long run. This is a long path. And just pace yourself and work steadily and methodically through it. And that, uh, you know, that anybody who's, who's done anything in this business didn't wake up overnight and it was all done. You just, you, it was a commitment. So I think the greatest sense of, of, of uh, pleasure that I get is through the mentoring of younger and newer investors. And that, that yeah, that's, that's very, very fulfilling fulfilling to me. Great. If there's one way that they can reach out to you, if they have interest in mentoring and or hearing more about uh, what you guys are doing over there, what's the best way for them to contact you? Uh, social media, Paul Montalongo, at Paul Montalongo everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, paulmontalongo.com. You know, just my name is fairly distinct. So mm-hmm. every, every avenue of social media I'm on, I'm I, I got lucky at Paul Montalongo. So, and I'm reachable all the time, really. And so there are ways to, to set sessions with me and on YouTube, I've got hundreds of videos over there. So yeah, there's, that's the best way. Great. We'll throw in the show notes, some of those links and, yeah. uh, and then also your name is unique. So it's pretty Google, Google, is, it's is googly. Right word, it's it's googly. a googly name. <laughs> googly name. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well, Paul, just got to wrap up. I just, yeah. it's been a pleasure. And I just, I think this topic is so valuable, especially the next couple quarters when, as you said, we'll be tested. I think you, you got to be prepared. You have to be thinking through this more so than the opportunities of what the real estate might hold in the future, but what yourself can hold and what you're capable of doing and where the value add to improve on yourself is. So I really, really appreciate you coming on, on board and uh, sharing some of that wisdom today. You're welcome. It was fun. I'm glad to have done it. Thanks Excellent. for the invite. Well, thank you. And uh, as always, in, until next time, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.